Okay, yeah. so the, the the rope, there are two ropes that go across. There's one that goes across the top, and there's one that goes across at about waist height. The boat is, in fact, chained to it, so you don't row so much as pull yourself across. Right. Oh. So the, the, the boat really can't go anywhere but from front to back. And as it carries you across, and you get a little ways away from the, the dim lights of the villa, you can look up at the sky and you see with more clarity than you have ever seen before, even in the mountain air, even on the open sea where you, you've gone. You, you look up and it's almost like there's this surreal clarity. You see the creator's spine and it's just this strip of stars that just explode in a straight line with, with wings out to either side. And the spine goes all the way towards the moon the moon almost forms, almost looks like the skull at the top. And there's there's something very strange about the island as you feel your boat bump into the ground. It's almost like you're walking into a sharper sense of reality. Like everything behind you was clouded and fuzzy. But this, this is real. There's this perfect patch of circular grass. And in the middle of it is this like, is it a hut? It's just this low building kind of looking thing that looks four corners, sticks, and, and almost like there's somebody inside it. But it kind of doesn't matter at the moment because you're suddenly invaded. There's a woman in front of you. She was before just wearing simple white tunic, nice brown pants and her pleasant little sandals. And she's wearing that now, but at the same time, she has a sword in her hand and her hair, which was pleasant and strawberry blonde, is now aflame. And somehow it seems she brought the half-orc woman with her. And they stand between you and your mysterious hut. Would you like to say anything before you roll initiative? Did you all fall asleep? Uh, if you, uh, if, uh, <laughs> that's sorry. what they Stand aside if you wish oh. to be saved. Um, what he said. Prepare. No, wait. I know. Prepare for trouble. And make it double. Rosencrantz. Gilder's sir. Team Cord. Blasting off again. No, we're not <laughs> blasting off again. We'll do the blasting off. That's right. <laughs> Just roll your initiative. March, that's right. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, five. Does that make Cam Wabafet? Yes, it does. Cam Psyduck. <laughs> uh, I have yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. I've got 16 plus one is 17 for initiative. Uh, I got five plus one. So, uh, Rosencrantz, you've seen this. You've got March and Tam behind you. But stepping ahead of everyone is your brother showing you up with a 17. It's, it's not fair. I'm trying to. I, I have to, you know, put my rose petals back in the cape. It's not. Oh, <laughs> Did you not have a chance to reload your cape? <laughs> Simply so, uh, Gildenstern, you have people relatively close to you wielding weapons, looking angry, 
You have a curiosity beyond them that they clearly do not want you to see. You are surrounded by trees at a middle distance and have a beautiful open battlefield. So one of my targets looks like a lady with fire. Her, her hair is... She seems to be glowing slightly. Like she, <sighs> She's clearly not just a lady with a clipboard. And the half-orc lady looks like a cheesed-off half-orc lady with a weapon. Oh, I know this. She's like a Charizard. Put her hair out. <laughs> See, I'm trying to guess whether or not she's she's demonic or not. I mean, I can use divine. I should probably have that open to her page. To find out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could do that next, next turn. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll hold off on my thing that would be good against demon. Wait, can he? Wait, can you hold your turn and then I go first? Yes, but you would... I believe I'm supposed to reorder initiative. You would not have first initiative slot. Right. Oh, I see. So, I mean, he can drop to behind you if you want. Or he can ready an action. Or I can use... a specific thing. Or I can just use a... A social skill? Uh, no, I'll use a touch cantrip. That's a, that's a move. I'm going to use guidance on Rosencrantz. Okay, so, one willing creature, one with the forge, one ability check. Okay. In case he wants to so do how, something. How, how do you guide your brother? Rosencrantz. I, I, I snatched, like, the cloak from his, like, hands while he's, like, trying to stuff it with like, pedals. Focus! Very well. <laughs> We've already, you've already impressed everyone here. Oh, uh, good point. <laughs> so let's see I guess I will use divine sense so I know the location of celestial fiends or undead within 60 feet you know that there is a fiend less than 60 feet in front of you beautiful there's only one fiend though there is a fiend less than 60 feet in front of you I'm gonna be brazen and assume looks everything looks exactly as it is I'm not sure what it looks like though uh, I think that's my action. This is as an action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, uh, actually, Matt, you could have drawn your sword or moved or whatever you want. Oh, I, I draw my hammer and my shield. Oh, sorry, your, your weapons. You were thusly armed. And Chris, do you want to do anything else? Any speech? Any pose? Mm, not yet. Okay. I draw my initiative slot because I had Makes sense. So, now that she has landed and has obtained your attention, the woman steps forward. Her hair wafts slightly, and she looks at you and says, You should not be here. Speaking is a free action. You are allowed to reply, or she will continue to bow Um, you should not be here. I thought you were on our side. You are on my side. I need the help. I am enthralled to the demon. You cannot change this. You must set me free. Then stand aside. I cannot. Oh, you're, you're under control. I, I understand now. So we have to kill you to do that. Even though we don't want I... to. Or we can get around and not kill her. I'm sure she would prefer that option. <laughs> she is going to charge. You know what? Screw that. Oh, she doesn't have to. She is going to raise one hand. And without a word, without... So much as a blink, she is going to blast a ray of fire from it. Oh, no. 
The ranged spell attack of the cone. Awful. I'm guessing neither of you get hit by a 12. Or is it always AC? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and this, and I, yeah. I, I narrated the other two behind you. So this this is just, she just stands up, sticks a hand straight out, blasts this fire out, of, and it just stops, just shy of you. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> a pleasant breeze. But she plays it off like, you know, that was a warning shot. Yeah. That was that was totally a warning shot, and you should not approach. Gris steps forward and then half in front of her, so she is there to attack anyone that goes after the other. Yeah. She has an action readied. And then from behind you, you hear a quiet scuffle as Tam shoves his sister towards the woods, and they move into the cover of the trees. Gildenstern, you've just had flame in your face. What are you going to do? Well, since my brother seems to believe that the only way past this is to kill this, I will demonstrate that I too do not need to charge. Okay. Oh. Uh, let's see here. I'm thinking guiding bolt sounds good. You don't have to kill her if you don't want to. Do do what you want to do. No, no. Uh, I th- this is what I wanted to do anyway. This is ranged 4d6 radiant and the next attack against the target has advantage. <laughs> Guiding bolt. That is a ranged spell attack. Yeah. So I just gotta go to Blammo. And that is 14 plus 6, which is 20. Shockingly enough, you hit her. Shocking. Let's pick my most radiant looking radiant looking dice. Okay, let's see here. Uh, That's 12. 12 points of radiant damage. Okay. She is knocked back slightly. Like, she she hesitates. She has to step and support herself on her back foot. Nice. However, Gris was not... She didn't react. That was not what she was expecting. They're both still standing there. Right now, they're standing there, kind of like what just happened. As Rosencrantz comes up to the plate... You can use your breath if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try. Five by 30 foot. I'm going to try something. This is a dumb okay. idea. I'm going to do it anyway. I support dumb ideas. Uh, I'm going to turn the faithless. Each fae or fiend within 30 feet has to do a wisdom saving throw. Uh, on a failed save, okay. it is turned for one minute. Turn creature spends its turns trying to move away from you. Can't move within 30 feet. Let's see how this goes. What's your DC again? Uh, 11. <laughs> no, should be 13. Bigger. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Is it a one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um... <laughs> I melodramatically raise the uh, hammer pendant around my neck to say, Back! Back, fiend! <laughs> no, isn't it Avant? <laughs> <Yeah>. Avant! <laughs> to everyone's surprise, including her own, she screams, and that, that foot that she had rocked back onto, she bends her knee and she pushes off of it and shoots into the air. You can see, like, a shimmer of wings as though they are there, yet obscured. And she, um, she's going to hang out in the air for a little while because she's kind of freaked out, apparently. Oh. How long does it, is that a minute? or Yeah. And is it a concentration spell? It is not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Gris is deeply upset 
Oh, it, yeah, it, it she... also says if its true form is concealed by an illusion, shape shifting, or other effect, that form is revealed. Oh, then yeah, she's got wings and she's kind of red, <laughs> and she is armored, not heavily, but she is armored. Mm. So you now can see what you're dealing with, and she is unhappy, but she is many feet away, hanging out in the air right now. What happens if you hold person to someone that's near? <laughs> they stay in the air, I believe. Weird. I was just looking at that. I was just curious. No reason. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> well, falling's not as dangerous in this game. Don't worry. That's true. All right. So Gris charges, and she misses with her first swing, but she gets a natural 20 on the second, and she, shockingly enough, went for the one who just banished her mistress to the air. <laughs> So she runs in, she is just wordless rage, just runs in screaming, swipes down, and you duck to one side to dodge it. And she swings back and across your, your chest plate. Really she drags it, I'm going to say, up and around the one arm. And she scores. Uh, she, she did 10 damage. Ooh, ooh, so you're bleeding profusely right now, I imagine. Yes. Like, you've taken one-third of your hit points. The, yeah, the golden ro- roses are all now stained red. And you're, you're actually now leaking rose petals. She severed, like, a pouch you had. <laughs> <laughs> so there's blood, and there's also trailing rose petals. It's very dramatic looking. No, my pouch of endless roses. <laughs> it's a really weird thing to keep in a bag of holding. <laughs> it's not a bag of holding, it's a pouch of endless roses. <laughs> Pointless, mystical item. Okay, so um, Tam and March are trying to sneak around the fight to see what is going on on the far end of the island. They are curious as to what they are not supposed to be seeing because this is something Tam has been planning to try and do for months upon months with his little band of cohorts and something March has been eavesdropping on them planning to do for months and months. Uh, however, they both really suck, so Tam walks into a tree and March trips. <laughs> so it's, you know, drama, mayhem, screaming, blood, <laughs> ow! <laughs> and it is back to Gildenstern. Okay. Uh, Gris is right next to you. Yeah. And um, Q, you actually not had have not had named is flying in the air above you. Yeah. I mean, I could. Could do another guiding bolt. Seems to work pretty good. Did. Is she allowed to try and save again from your divine whatever? Or your turn whatever? Doesn't say so. Oh, it's it's oh, it's a turn for one minute or until it takes damage. Oh. So But her next turn she'll be fine then, right? It was just one turn? No, it's one minute, so it's ten rounds. Oh, ten. Yeah, it's it's way too long. <laughs> because Leslie forgot she had somebody who would have something like that. Which is also actually the first mistake I made in one of my other games that I made. <laughs> somebody had turn undead. So much for zombies. I have turn undead. Um, <laughs> there are no zombies. Sorry to spoil that. I'm going to be a good cleric. I think the most useful right now would be Shield of Faith on my brother. Tell me about Shield of Faith. Uh, Lasts for 10 minutes. Uh, Target one creature gains two plus two AC for the spell's duration. Okay. Anyone with concentration? Doesn't say that. 
Just says 60 feet. Oh, wait. No, it does. Yeah, I found the thing. Okay. Yeah, this one's concentration. If so it's I gotta concentration, focus. you can cast other spells. You, however, cannot cast another concentration spell without dropping it. Gotcha. If you take damage, you need to roll to save to keep your concentration spell going. Gotcha. Let's do this. Okay. So, Chris, you have plus two AC. Yeah. Unstoppable. <clears throat> no, you're just on my level. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell me what you do? Um, yeah, I'm a poker with a sword, but in a more dramatic fashion. So um, I actually meant Matt and his spell, but oh, I put a shield on in a more dramatic fashion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're Don and Duff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Duff. We're Don and Duff, the Armor Brothers. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> okay. All right, so you dramatically shield at your brother, and he suddenly feels more armored and pokes dramatically. Yeah, um, I guess she's just, what, she have an axe? She has a short sword. Okay. You call that a strike? I'll show you the beauty of fencing. Uh, And that would be a uh, 16 plus 6, so 22. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes, that... Yeah. Nine damage. All right. She is not down in any way, shape, or form, but she does bleed. She is she is unlike the gargoyle in that when she takes damage, she takes damage. Nice. And she looks uncomfortable. Hugh is flapping around like she is maintaining her level. She is severely discomfited by whatever you just did, <laughs> and she is also really really mad. So what she's going to do since she cannot move towards you she is going to shift her position and Mm. she is going to fire her uh, ray of fire at the idiot siblings in the forest. Uh oh. Whoopsie. (laughs) And she rolls a 19 plus things. The idiot siblings have an AC of 25 right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but they are going to take um, half damage, which is just me trying to be nice because I don't actually want to kill them. Come on, basically. kill the kids. Bring them alive. Have that on your conscience. Barbecue children. <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, they're not dead, even without halving it. Um, but Did you roll a one? No, uh, I did roll... <laughs> Middling. I didn't roll high. I rolled middling. Um, but they are very, very unwell right now. Tam is is staggering around, leaning on a fairly charred tree, and, and March is working her way, crawling along to a not-burning area. And that is how they will spend their turn when it's actually their turn. But you know that they are now hurting. Okay. And Gris takes advantage of that slight distraction. Come on. And misses. <laughs> because she is also distracted by that slight distraction. So you're, <laughs> you're like, ha! And she's like, Whoosh! because it's me. Because I can hurt my NPCs, not you. Back to Guildenstern. Okay. I'm thinking. Yeah, let's go for another guiding bolt. That worked so well last time. That's a natural 20. On 
the guiding oh on the demon flying and shooting fire at children. <laughs> Technically they're youths. Your 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 guys aren't actually that much older than them. <laughs> yeah, and by aren't that much you are the same age as Tam. I just looked at how old you are. I'm eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Rosencrantz has has the mystique of being twenty four. Yeah. That's that's why he grew out of not polishing his armor. <laughs> So uh, what's, what's natural 20 do on spells? That just means it hits? Um, it guarantees a hit. Typically, I don't think you can crit on spells. Okay. What is your damage? Like, what, are, how, what would you be rolling? 46. So I'll give you two full sixes and then roll two. Okay. Uh, that is a five and a three. So eight and 12 is 20. Well, that is... Not insignificant. <laughs> However, she is no longer held or banished. Yeah, I know. So, you know, she, but I am, she redirects but I her attention. There we go. But you I have been her pinging her with radiant damage. <laughs> Papa, come on. Focus on me. Yeah, guess what? She's now looking at you. Rosencrantz. Uh... You have a half work in front of you. You have a fire to one side of you. And you have a really angry demon well, not demon, but fiend above you. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, raise my sword in two hands and try to kill this orc. So okay. I'm uh, oh, uh, ooh, that's dead. <laughs> Four plus six is dead. This is just a common hey, error. Did you, you ever? Just... Did you ever use my guidance that I gave you? That no, one? he oh, hasn't it's yet. A, it's what, a plus four. Roll a d4. No. Oh. Would that be enough to push you up, or are you just? Oh, wait, no, never mind. Guidance would have been over. That's a concentration. Disregard. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that. Okay, so, yeah, no, whoosh. And we've got a very angry demon lady hurl- hurtling down from the sky to attack Gildenstern. Bring it on. Um, I'm guessing a 15 doesn't hit you. No. All right, but that's okay. She gets to try again. I'm guessing a uh, 13 doesn't hit you. <laughs> no. So she she comes f- flying down. She's just screaming in rage. And what she wants to do is to, to spear you. <laughs> like, just to just stab you, like, straight through the face. But at the last minute, <laughs> she dodges because your brother's wild strike was kind of in that area she wanted <laughs> to be. So just... Psh, psh, Whiffs and, and shoots past you. Not past you enough to give you an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Gris is hopefully motivated enough to actually make contact. Or not. Oh, so, whoosh. Swing. Miss. Man, the gargoyle hurt us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. I'm, I'm pretty bad. <sighs> oh, are you? I'm 10 out of 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tam and March are just going to get out of the fire. They are still working their way forward, um, but slower and in pain. So back to, to, to Gildenstern with this. I just am so mad at my dice right now. Okay. I can't hit you guys. I feel like I need to use cure wounds on my brother. Ouch. So this is instant and you heal 1d8 plus 4. Luckily, I got an 8. 
You get 12 HP back. Buddy. Hooray. Nice. Shame you can't give him extra. Yeah. <laughs> but at least he's not on the cusp of death. <laughs> well, he wasn't even on the cusp of the... So melodramatic. He's One more good hit. One more good hit. One more really good hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sending you guys up against the actual demon lord. True. Assuming he exists. Might have been alive. Ooh. Anyway. Gildan's turn. Rosencrantz. turn. That's you. Rosencrantz. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying my own name. <laughs> Apparently. That's actually Gildan's how you heal people. Stuff. Yeah, he just heals his name. That's the spell. Gildenstein. Uh. It's like the end of uh, Knight's Tale. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna hit orc. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a nine. Three plus six is nine. Now roll another die. You guys are you guys are now officially flanking her. She's overwhelmed. Hey, I've been doing good. <laughs> you have been. Just uh, nine plus six is fifteen. No. <laughs> You're closer though. Your sword scrapes off her armor. Okay, do I need to give, do I need to give you another guidance? I don't know, man. I, maybe I should be throwing a spell or something. I don't know. Do you want to move, or are you going to stay where you are? Nah, I'll just hold my ground. Oh, God bless America. So enthralled by the mayhem, the art of the thrust and parry and dodge going on between Rosencrantz and Gris. Hugh misses. Again? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> With a two and a four. <laughs> it's moments like this where I would kill for threat and advantage just because it would mean that I could do something. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool. I love my D20s, but sometimes I just hate sucking at it. So she she jumps back and she goes, ha-ha, and whiffs. And then she jumps and she goes, ha-ha, and whiffs again. You are just too fast Bro, you're just like, you're going like full on Jackie Chan dodging out of the way. <laughs> I like the thing is all the armor. <laughs> like you're just literally. Oh, okay, or, or she's she's actually just being thwarted by your well cared for, if not highly polished armor. Yeah. Tink. I, Tink. I feel a bit silly having turned her earlier. She doesn't seem that dangerous. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> is it my turn? <laughs> Akin to a. No. Is akin to a hummingbird. No, it's Gris's turn. Maybe okay. she'll actually hit. Go, Gris. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She takes a swing, and she slices through the fabric of your cloak. You lose a few more petals. <laughs> this is imported silk. <laughs> We're at the point in the, the, the play where it's just dramatic fighting, and there's lots of noise and flash, and nothing happening. It looks so freaking cool, though. You guys are very impressive looking. Um, Tam and March are now on the far side of the clearing, and you can see them emerging from the forest, <laughs> smoking slightly. They are moving towards that little hut thing. That was Destroy on the, the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shoot her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. You guys want to pick another one of my favorite movies? I'll be okay with that. <laughs> they are creeping. They are trying to be stealthy and trying not to attract attention because that di didn't go well last time. Um, 
However, they are also in lots of pain, so they kind of grunt and groan as they walk. They are now attracting attention. If only one of us could heal them. Um, I'm sorry. If only I both just, of you could heal them. I just used my last spell slot to uh, heal you, so... No. <laughs> or my last level one, at least. I don't have any heals in level two. I changed dice, by the way. <laughs> and it, it clearly makes no difference. But given what my husband was rolling in, in his game, I, I feel like it's just this house tonight. So, Guildenstern, please do something. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the orc with the hammer. Okay. <laughs> because I think this we need to get one person down. Yes. Somebody needs to kill somebody. Uh, so that's a 19 plus things. Yes. That, plus, that is, that is a successful five. hit. So 24. And so damage is 1d8 plus 3. So she's in the middle of parrying one of your brother's swings. So 7 plus 3 is 10. And smack her a good one. I feel like I take a side swipe. Like, just crashes into the side. Like, you know, she's like parrying and then like, whoop. So the locked off comedy shot, you hit her and she's, she's knocked out of frame. And she roars and says, finally a fight. <laughs> two of them suck. And Rosencrantz, she has insulted your fighting. Finally a fight. I shall strike you down where you stand. Uh, 15 plus 6 is 21. Good luck with it. 15 plus 6 is 21. Oops. Yes. Yes. Oh, woke up. Uh, and I'm going to use uh, Divine Smite. Oh. So, uh, 2d8. Oh. Here we go. So that's your damage and your Divine Smite damage. Uh, that is 12. Total? Yeah. And you are adding your strength modifier? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, it's 18. <laughs> From 12 to 18? Yeah, because it's I plus 6. Well, fine. Be that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is, um, she laughs grimly, holding her side where she is starting to bleed out. She spits, finally, a fight. Thank you. However, Gris was brought because she was a favorite, not necessarily because she was the best fighter. And out of nowhere, Hugh's scream just tears through the night air behind you. And suddenly, Guildenstern, you are just sliced from the back. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sliced from the back. She attacks. Did she actually hit me? Yes. Yes! Eight damage. That's fine. I'm going to trigger Wrath of the Storm. My reaction instant. I have four charges of it. Okay. It it causes 2d8 either thunder or lightning dex save. Uh, 17 plus things. Okay, so it's half damage then. Okay, roll um, me some damage. I'm going to pick lightning. Uh, that is 7 plus 3 is 10, so 5 points. All right, five points of lightning. Yep. Okay. She's a little uncomfortable, but, you know, she's she is quite livid right now. And Gris is even more upset because now you hit her lady again. <laughs> and she's like, okay, he's beating the crap out of me. He's beating the crap out of me. But he's now picking on my lady. I've been and picking she... on the lady. Yeah, but, you know, you directly did something right there in front of her at that moment. <laughs> By the way, you don't have any more reactions this round. Right. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. 
which means when Gris hits you mm-hmm. with both of her attacks, as she screams and she swings and she chops at your arm, and then she swings back and she chops at your leg for twelve damage. Okie dokes. Total, it's a it's a a six and a six. Well, it's six and a six. There's modifiers. So she screams and she just lets one rip, dragging it across your upper arm and then swiping it back at your other leg. And Tam and March are now at the hut, but you can't see what they're doing because you guys are a little involved. I really, really hope there's something useful in that hut, not just, you know, <laughs> a mm-hmm. secret hideaway spot to get away from it all. <laughs> Lounge chair. It's only about four foot tall. So it wouldn't be much of a hideaway spot for anybody that you've seen on this island. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm also just getting wiped. So. Yeah. No worries. Uh, I feel like I need to do something about that. That's very specific, darling. Oh. Huh. I'm an idiot. All of my uh, divine spells came back. I forgot about that. Or the the domain spells came back. Everything was refilled. I forgot about that. My bad, guys. Just impress us. Uh, let's see. Oh gosh, what are your domains? Fog cloud, thunder wave, gust of wind, and shatter. Oh, good. Shatter's back. Yeah, I'm thinking about using shatter again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll use shatter again on probably the fiend. That feels right. Okay. So that's a con save. So you you do your dramatic swooping out of the uh, thing and you make your lightning. Yep. You notice though when you when your lightning crackles, it's it's sharper here. Ooh. Like there's less getting in the way. Yeah. What am I saving against? A fourteen. Uh, yes. Uh, an eighteen. Dang Sorry, it. Sorry, seventeen. I can math. Dang it. Okay. Um. So half damage of three d eight, which is. 21 divided by 2, so 10. Rounds down, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So 10 points of damage. Still not bad. No. You guys you guys are chipping away. Yeah. And really upsetting her. <laughs> not that it's, it's, it's impotent rage because be, I'm at the helm. It'd be great if the paladin could kill a thing. I, like, I maybe 18, the orc I beat up a bit. <laughs> I did 18 damage. I thought I'd be dead by now. Uh, she's, she's mid-level. She's not too exciting, but she's sturdy. She's dangerous enough, though. All right, I'm just going to hit her. Should I hit her or should I shoot lightning out of my mouth? Well, I don't your know. Ability... What feels right for the moment? She's ruined your cloak. I mean, your ability to hit is better with the sword. Because <laughs> breath is just DC 12, right? <laughs> for dex, but it does half damage. Of uh, what, 2d6? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, the same as your sword, three. though. Uh, all right, I'm just going to hit Just her. do something. I'm going to hit looking. her. Um. That is uh, 17. 11 plus 6. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you smack her. You smack her one. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm not. Ah, the heck's the last battle. I'm going to use Divine Smite one more time just to make sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that is 22 damage. Good grief. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Man. You stick your sword in. I'm guessing this is a lot like when you you killed the uh, probably the exact same way. The gargoyle, yeah. lightning <laughs> bolt, like sword, stab it into the open wound. <laughs> she bursts into light chunks. 
that's really gross. But yes, she she no, you know, she doesn't burst into chunks, but she does the full body just and the light just shooting. And I feel randomly. like light light like radiates out of her eyes and mouth when she like screams. <laughs> and she collapses and she is a charred husk from the inside out. And then fireflies go off to the fire plane. Oh god. <laughs> we don't have anybody to perform ascending. All right. Son of a blasted word. <laughs> so, in a fit of rage, since you have now killed her second in command, Hugh swings at one of you, swings at the other of you, and then takes off and is airborne again. You both get attacks of opportunity. Yes. Okay, here we go. It's That's six. 14 plus 5 is 19. And 10 plus 6 is 16. 19 hits, 16 misses. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down sometime. <laughs> uh, that's a 7 plus 3 is 10. All right. You manage to uh, wound her leg as she flies up past you. <laughs> and as she mounts on the sky, she sees where Tam and March have gone. And she screams, stay away. Do not wake him. But guess what? March and Tam. Wake. Are doing the opposite. <laughs> Roll for wake. Wakey, wakey. Uh, well, March is is currently trying to reach in to the hut, but there's like that film again that you guys keep seeing places like you can't get through. This is completely trans transparent though. The other stuff you just let slide through. You can't even see this stuff until still March until March starts putting her hands pushing, but she can't she can't get through. So Tam picks up. Like takes her her satchel, her bindle off off her back, and pulls from the bag a dagger, and he sticks it in, and he drags it down. You can see he is using every ounce of strength he has left, and there is a flash of light, and the entire island shudders. I don't think you were supposed to do that. From the air, you hear Hugh just shriek. We are, in, however, in between turns, so she can't actually approach them. Gildenstern, what would you like to do? Uh, let me see here. Oh, this is a good one. Oh. Um, I'm going to use spiritual weapon. I can't believe you haven't used that before. I forgot about it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a favorite. It's a favorite at our table. Would you like to tell Chris what spiritual weapon does? Um, I create a floating spectral weapon. And it lasts for one minute. And it basically I can melee kind of far ish. It can it move creates 20 a, a spectral weapon that attacks for him and moves. Oh, why did you do that earlier? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Jeezy Pete. Because he didn't want to have have an extra attack on his turn every time. Oh, it's an extra attack. It's not even just me using it every no, time. No, you, you tell it to attack as a bonus action. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Well, I'm happy to I'm, know it exists. I'm sorry I did not know that you were unaware of its powers. Yeah. I've been rather conscientious elsewhere. I've, I tried. I didn't get a full... I didn't get through everything. Um, but this is cool. So I'm going to summon a giant hammer because that is the symbol of my god. <laughs> and seems fair. That seems to be a theme we've got going. And I'll have it attack. All right, so you roll an attack like you would normally. Does it? You does it have my same? 
proficiencies or just um, just it attack? is actually your spell modifier. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. So that that attack modifier. Uh, nineteen and six is twenty five. Like it even matters because you. <laughs> and it does one d eight plus four because I'm guessing well, that's that's my ability modifier. One one d eight plus four is. That is eight total. So five plus oh sorry nine five plus four is nine. I can math with the best of them. So so tell me what it looks like as she's flying up there. She's not downed, but does it appear behind her, in front of her? I feel like what happens is I like swing with my hammer, and then like the hammer, like the spectral image of that same hammer keeps going forward. <laughs> Like that's how I summon it. Swing it, it like falls out. It's like a ghost that just kind of shoots out of the hammer as yes. you finish the swing. And then it keeps going like on its own afterwards, but that's how it summons. So it just blasts into her. She's midair and she you, you see her falter. Like she almost stops beating her wings for a moment. Yeah. She she's magical being, so she doesn't have to maintain the the one hundred percent flappy like hover. Right. She doesn't speed. need to flappy all the time. Yeah, but but you definitely you see her kind of stagger midair, but oddly enough, her focus is still entirely on the on the kids. Oh, that one of whom is the same age. But you know. <laughs> make it good, Ro- Rosencrantz. Um, can I get to them? Yeah, like I never actually declared any any specific distances, but I'm also yeah because nobody's in front of you now. Okay, then I'm just gonna run to the kids. And then recast um, turn uh, turn the faithless. Okay, so I have to make a spell. What am I saving? saving throw. Wisdom bonus seventeen. Uh, okay. <laughs> he uh, fumbles his holy symbol. Consonant. <laughs> Why didn't you just throw the javelin? <laughs> throw a javelin. Yeah, you have javelins. I gave you javelins. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh. Are, are, are you standing in front of them now? Yeah, I will take a, a heroic pose of protection. Okay, she is flying at them, but will happily go through you. So she says, in in, in um the tones of the Egyptologist saying, "No, you must not read from the book." <laughs> she, she she flies down, screaming, "You must not wake him!" And with the first strike, whiffs. And on the second strike, just drags it across you. Uh, so as she's striking the first time, he goes, the penitent man will, and then he ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, penitent men are supposed to also forward roll, and he doesn't do that part. And it gets scraped <laughs> in the back. He misses the forward roll. So she, she stabs, and then as you duck, she swings back and hits you for four damage. <laughs> so she... She actually just like gooses you with her sword, but it's acutely uncomfortable. But she has now taken her actions and her movements. And um, we're going to make quick fear checks. I mean, technically it's not required, but I'm going to do it because, you know, they're kind of charred and in pain and enfeebled by... Okay, never mind. They're both apparently inspired by your action to protect them. (laughs) Of course they are. And they stand up straighter after watching you take that hit to save them. And March and Tam both work on getting that knife down the front of the 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 film. When she struck my back, it released the last of the flower pouches, so there's petals everywhere. <laughs> it's just a. Pfft. 
Yeah, you made me use 10% of my full power. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, kid. <laughs> so Tam still had his grip on the knife. March puts her hands around his, and together they pull, dragging it against this only semi-visible force. And you hear this tremendous, like, if, if a canyon were being ripped into the earth, it would have felt like this. It, it echoes across. You feel your ears pop, and you're all kind of reeled back for just a second. And in a flash of light, the hut crumbles. And you see where the hut was protecting is a man who has been sitting there, maybe an elf, maybe a human. It's really hard to tell because he's got vines growing all over him. His hands, which were resting on either side of him, were lost to the grass beneath, but he, you can see the grass mound and move as he flexes his fingers. He straightens his back and he looks to the skies and you hear him just sigh. And he says, thank you, and stands up. He rises, turning first to the children, who are not actually children. And he, he passes a hand kind of over them. He doesn't touch them, but just kind of waves past. And his hand goes past and then hovers briefly over Rosencrantz. And you all feel better. You're, you're not hurt. You're not bleeding. You're not maybe 100%, but perhaps as though somebody has cast mass cure wounds. And she, the demon who has been attacking and plaguing, turns and she thinks for a moment, should I attack him? And she just shakes her head and just flies. She is gone into the night like a shooting star. And he looks at you and he looks at the kids and he looks to the ground where he kneels and rests his hand and says, I am sorry, my old friend. I have failed you. But now, now we will find rest. Oh, that's, that's quite all right. Oh, wait, he wasn't talking to me. I... Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and the fa- scene fades to black and you hear Rosencrantz mumbling to himself. Now, have you ever seen like in those like video games and stuff where like a cutscene's happening, but like if it's one of those open world games, like you have someone else and that person isn't quite right <laughs> in the right spot in the frame. It looks like he's just <laughs> there, but not part of the moment. That's <laughs> what happens is scene starts to fade to black. Rosencrantz replies and the lights come back up. <laughs> and, and the guy looks at you and he looks, looks at Gildenstern's like, thank you. But who are you? And then it, Gildenstern. It cuts to the, you know, the, the title Rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dragons. And that's like, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness, I hate you. I love you both so much. I'm so tired. Yeah. Dear listeners, it's almost 3 a.m. for me. Yeah. Um, but so we'll, we'll jump some time ahead and the the Turtle Island, as it, I'm assuming you guys had figured that one out. Yeah. I wasn't really stealthy about it, especially with you guys. But no. the, the Turtle Island is situated near the bay once more. Uh the beaches are filled with hundreds upon hundreds of just really confused people. And it's it's warrior after warrior after warrior. You got clerics, you got paladins, you got rangers, you got assassins. Everybody just kind of like, where have we been? <laughs> and, you know, you've got a couple of the leaders from the village who are kind of used to talking to people. 
telling him, you know, don't worry, just go home. It's not any concern of yours. You're free to go. It turned out that they had all been rendered unconscious and stored beneath the arena. Ooh. And as the druid will explain, the, the woman, Hugh, was indeed enthralled to the demon lord in question. However, as she was building his army, she was trying to gather heroes that she could tell to kill him to break her thrall. Because once she was no longer beholden to him, she could try and take over the world. Uh-oh. <laughs> and now she's kind of in, in the ether. But the man assumes the responsibility for her loss. He should have reprioritized, perhaps, instead of healing and struck her down first. And so he will take his friend and they will look for her. They will tour the world's oceans and find her and bring her to justice. But to do that, almost all of the buildings have to be removed from the turtle. So there's this immense project going on where the druid is shifting most of the buildings. You see there are bones underneath, like ruins of another city from some time ago. And as you stand and watch, the druid and his great friend will sail into the distance. The skeleton of a, a ruined, long-ruined civilization with a lone man standing at its highest peak into the sunset. Or you can go with. It's your call. No, I think they're still standing on the shore. Yeah. Um, a bit of a, at a loss of what to do. They're kind of confused. They really don't quite understand what happened, really. <laughs> so, um... Do you think he knows what happens to a seagull when it crosses into the bay? No one liked your joke. <laughs> he looks around. Nobody remembers me. Uh, gathered all that fame. There is somebody who remembers you. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple somebodies that remember you. Listen. It, and they've told the island. They've told all of their friends and all of their family that you two defeated Nears Makes No Difference the uh, evil enchantress that kept them trapped, that kept them enslaved and touring the oceans, capturing and kidnapping heroes as they went. Rosencrantz, if you want to adopt them, you are going to be the only one that takes care of them. No. I don't need them following us around. No, 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 that's not. We are holy men who must adventure endlessly. They must find their own path. So we will stay here four days and enjoy the party that they will inevitably throw for us. <laughs> and then we'll be on our way. Ah, yes, the ascetic lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and thus concludes our first Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Yay! Yay! I am so sorry, guys. That was really no. good. No, that was great. I'm glad. Okay. I'm no. Glad. Thank I, you so I much for doing this. I don't remember like most of it already. I am. I'm super impressed with the level of like detail constructed in this world. Like I could see. This cool, surrealistic, like, experience. It was really neat. Well, congratulations and thank you. You were the first people to complete it in one sitting. Part of that was me steamrolling. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I do apologize a little bit for that. But, oh my gosh, I love you guys and your stupid dragon porn. <laughs> 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 so, so was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern chosen specifically for our dragons? Uh, or did it just no? I I thought of that off off of what I wanted to do. I originally I had this idea that I was going to try and speak in iambic pentameter as much as possible, 
mm-hmm. but over the last three days I was practicing, and that is a lot harder to do than I thought. So I ditched that idea, but I still um, really wanted to be sort of Shakespearean. Um, so I was texting Matt, and I said, well, I'm either going to do Laertes for my name, or we could do Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And, uh, and Matt jumped on that. And then when I realized there was a rose, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to make him all flowery and rosy. And fabulous. Um, and I loved it. And yeah. Well, you were planning I, I on think... making him like that anyway from the beginning when I told you what I'd built for you. Yeah. I mean, when when Matt built the character, he was very, you know, super good. So it was very Arthurian, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, epitome of Arthurian chivalry. And, you know, the other concept half uh, that I came for this character is I don't know if you've ever seen the Toy Story uh, Christmas short mm, where no, I don't think so. <laughs> so the toys go to someone else's kid's house and that kid has just gotten the complete set of battle sores <laughs> and uh, it, it's they're like anthropomorphic dinosaurs who are like also Roman centurions <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my gosh I have to look this up and, uh, <laughs> yeah like the main the main dinosaur character of that group was like it, kind of the inspiration for this this character he's like Oh, you delight me so. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Also, so I, I have, I have to point out a couple of things. Yeah. Um, this is the third time I've run this. I ran it for uh, a couple of girls online, a couple of ladies online, and I ran it for uh, ambitious time zones. And so the uh, ceremonial dress was one of the ladies, and the headshots half work from Waterdeep was one of the ambitious time zone guys. <laughs> I thought you were just... Both of those, those were their characters they created. I don't know if Kyle listens to Silhouette Zero, but he was definitely doing the hey, everybody knows me, everybody loves me scene. That's awesome. I thought you were just uh, uh, taking shots at Matt. No, I had <laughs> to include that mainly so I could let you know that that was a thing that was done. <laughs> um, the girls made March cry. What? Uh, because one of them was a ha- uh, no, she was a tiefling mercenary. Oh, say no more. <laughs> uh, and she just bullied March relentlessly. Um, they spared Gris in the end. They did not kill her. I don't remember why. I think it was like a noble nobility in battle thing. <laughs> like they had that meeting of the minds. Um, the half work from Waterdeep seduced her. <laughs> Part with like he was flirting with her the like every time he was saying oh, these boy. things like telling her to come with him every time he hit her, <laughs> and so I was just having him make charisma rolls as he was going. So in the end, she switched sides. So the next time you do this, will you have two dopey dragonborns in the background? I, I will definitely have a fabulous <laughs> dragonborn and a sullen dragonborn. That's how you guys appeared at the meeting. The yeah. whole the whole conceit though is that you guys are the only ones that are not put to sleep. Uh, Everybody else is in those uh, behind the film under the under hmm. the arena, which is one of the things I did not get a chance to really describe enough to let you guys investigate. I had a feeling something like that was going on because you described under the arena and it seemed like there was a lot of stuff like hidden away down there, like stashed mm-hmm. away. I kind of assumed that the people were down there. I'm trying to figure. The girls stole March's bracelet. Mm. Um, everybody ended up getting like having March and Tam at the end. However, that was because for one reason or another, March decided to join everybody for various and sundry reasons. <laughs> and she always failed her stealth check. <laughs> so Tam always followed her. 
Because I can't just roll poorly against people. I roll poorly against myself. Now, has anyone else press-ganged Tam into following? <laughs> no, you're the first person. Like, um, he definitely got the stink eye and the stare down and the grump um, from the girls. Like, they, they, they just... Uh, he was routinely referred to as a whiny little expletive. Um, you guys, everybody had a slightly different version of everyone depending on how the interaction started, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just because I don't actually have, like, attributes written down everywhere. Oh, yeah, no. So, but that was that was a lot of fun. I, I hope I did my D20 at least marginally proud for you guys. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't keep up the pacing at the end as I was fading. No, you're great, and thank you for, like, accommodating to our weird schedules and all that jazz. And for putting up with our us, and <laughs> I love your shenanigans. I think what, boys. what what he means to say is you're welcome. Um, and yeah, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> okay, well, Thanks, uh, that concludes this episode of Silhouette Zero. Uh, this is probably and now this is probably patron. This is patron. This is probably patron. Um, you said Patreon, so I don't know. It's your call. It's probably, yeah. it's probably patron. Okay, uh, uh, Maeve. Uh, uh, Dice be dice Rose and Krantz and Guildenstone are dead. <laughs> End of episode. End of episode. All right. Yeah. So may the inspiration be with you? I don't know. Doop. <laughs>